What up, though, everybody? You are now under the black top where we try to get our act together and find strength and unity in the circle of life and friendship. I am Billy. I'm Timbo. And I am Ray. It is nice to be here. Nice to see you guys. How you been, Timbo? I have been okay. <laughs> it's been a lot going on. I'm just trying to, you know, like we always talk about on the show and different things, just trying to learn how to be an adult and make it work for you, that type of thing. Like I scheduled an appointment today with the doctor. I'm like, I've been having issues sleeping. So I'm like, I have to do something about it. It's driving me crazy. Okay. So, yeah. Like issues where you think you're going to have to get like a CPAP machine or something like that? No, but it's just, you know, just getting quality sleep. Because you know how my schedule is. It's yeah. crazy. It doesn't make any sense. So maybe that's why. But I just want to, I usually try herbal remedies and I don't mean necessarily, um, <clears throat> you know, that type of herbal. But just like, you know, lavender, chamomile. I have different right. types of teas and stuff. But I don't incorporate it as much. I need to maybe start that a little bit more. But yeah, just trying to deal with stuff like that and, you know, just being an adult. But I'm good other than that. Yeah, I feel that, man. Just growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, how you been, Billy? Pretty good, man. This past week, I read a personal milestone for me. It's a really small milestone, but it's a big one to me. Uh, I got a chance to play with some of my friends at Cliff Bells. They had done a show, I think, last year or some years before. And I remember, uh, I think, like, oh, man, I wanted to do that. It'd be cool to, to be a part of something like that, just to be a part of a group of people just doing something and being more active in the, in the gifts that God has given me. Just things I like to do. I like to play drums. So, yeah, that would yeah. be awesome to take on some gigs. And um, in a roundabout way, I just kept working on myself and working on my attitude. Blah 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 blah, and I had an opportunity to do the same thing, and it is is so awesome to me because it was a genuine desire from my heart, and it came back around like the following year that I had an opportunity to do it, and I got so much experience, so much experience that I really, really, really needed um, to prove to myself that I could do it and to understand where I need to grow from, uh, and not just be in my theory being good enough but to have actual evidence of where I am um, and to play with my friends and to deliver as a musician. That was awesome to have those moments in the place. Like six, seven, whatever piece band, it was two horn players. Wow. So three keys, percussionist, two drummers. So I only did like five songs, which was like really good for this particular work. It was good for me. Uh, and I got to meet a new person, another drummer, Reggie, who's like an awesome dude, man. I haven't been able to go from, I stay in the basement so much, I'm not around people. So to be able to have this time with my friends and then make new friends and discuss one of my passions with someone else and really have a relationship grow from raw nothing. That's, it's been a while since that's happened. Um, and that happened over some drums, man. It's just a cool thing. And I understand the mutual respect and love of musicians. Uh, it's not about the competition or the ego. It's about the love of music. And that is further solidified in my life. I'm very appreciative for that experience and for that opportunity. How about you, man? Man, that is super dope, bro. Yeah. Super lit. <clears throat> yeah. Um, me, I've been on um, pretty good, actually, you know, over these last, you know, handful of weeks. I've been picking up a new hobby. Been kind of getting into fishing. Oh, so okay. that in cool, itself cool. has been really, really cool. 
Um, you know, it's a friend of mine who is um what I would consider an avid fisherman. Um, so I've been kind of hitting them up for just um ideas and just um tips and tricks and just going out on my lunch breaks because um I work really close to um a lake. So I've been going out on my lunch breaks and and learning. I've been out on Lake St. Clair um once um in um the boat of my friend. So this has been really cool. I just kind of learning it and you know catching fish and just different techniques and different ways you know to tie knots and it's just all of it together. It's just cool. And even just those moments where you can kind of just go and just sit, um, you know, on the side of the water for an hour and a half and just be one with nature. And what I want to do starting probably this week is um, go back and re-listen during those times, re-listen to the seven spiritual laws of success and really just That's use those about. moments. <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's really easy just to kind of just be one with nature, you know, the little ducks out there swimming around and you see like the little family that they are making and, you know, it's just, it's just beautiful just all together. So, um, the last week or so I've been trying to find just different little spots around, um, my local area to fish and it's just been really cool, really fun. So yeah, that's what I've been up to. Awesome. Wonderful. Awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, so moving into our episode, We'll start with this music. Timbo, what are we listening to, man? Child, we listen to Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers by K-Dot, Kendrick Lamar. Oh, Lord. <clears throat> so, uh, I'll go first with this. I, it's been a minute since I did that anyway. I, this is not at all what I was expecting. I was, I was looking for some bops and some stuff like that, but that's not what he was giving this time at all. He's like, I'm going to give y'all some life lessons. I'm going to give y'all some truth. Some therapy, and he just laid it all out there, and so it's interesting. It's it's like even for me to say I like this album. It's kind of like it's hard to say that because there's so much content going on. It's like the different things he's talked about, even you know, slavery, buck breaking. It's like you know, sexual abuse and family. It's just like he went there with a lot of different things, and so. <clears throat> Yeah, what did y'all think? Um, you know, I, I thought I it was... Love. Yeah, I, I loved it. <laughs> I it's loved cool. it also. Yeah. Um, I kind of considered it to be almost... What did I say? I wrote down, this is Kendrick's like 444, right? It's like yeah, so, for sure. It's so grown and kind of well His lemonade, his, the soul-bearing album, basically. Yeah, exactly. You know, where it's just like, hey, this is exactly where I am. This is how I feel. This is what I'm thinking. I'm going to give it to you raw, really. And just, it was really cool. And I, I just liked it. Just the production, the content. Um, it just was a real album, you know, just to be able to take us into the pain and struggles down to, you know, even just the infidelities on his part. And, you know, right. and just all of it. You know, it's just really, really cool with just the topics. And, you know, it was a lot to make you think. Um, Yeah, and it was just really cool. Um, one thing I liked, even just like the sequencing of the album, right? Mm -hmm. I thought that that mm -hmm. was just really cool. Like even how he put um, Purple Hearts after we cry together, right? Because Love I Purple think Hearts. Mm -hmm. It's such a great song, man. And I think that just the sequencing, because that's kind of what it is. You know, you have the, the arguments, you know, you have that, and that's real love there. And then you follow that up where, you know, we'll shut the fuck up when you hear love talking, you know? And it's just, it's, yeah. it's real, you know, just the kind of 
the way that the juxtaposition of the two songs, but they're both kind of in love, you know, coming from a place of love and just how that both how love sounds um, in different times and different relationships. And, you know, sometimes it's not all, you know, hand holding and, and great. Sometimes right. it is. Angry. And that's a note about We Cry Together. It's like, I, I don't know. I saw every relationship in that song. I, and I saw mm-hmm. the men's the point of view, the women's point of view. Yes, there were some toxic things going on, but mm-hmm. I just, I got the overall gist of it. That's what it was for me. Like you said, it was, you know, I mean, relationships we like. Like I said, I saw every relationship in that song. Yeah, so. I agree. You know, it just was able just to span it. You know, that wasn't necessarily the most healthy relationship. You know, I guess mm-hmm. we could say. But right. um, yeah, back to the sequencing though. I just thought that it was just cool how just to follow that up with Purple Hearts. I thought that was um just amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. just yeah, I could talk for a bit about this album. Billy, what did you think? I mean, oh, I know you loved so it, right? And even before, right, last album, I mean, last pod we were talking, you said that you loved yeah. it even then. So yeah, um, all of that stuff, I love it for the ways that it makes you feel good. I love it for the conversation. It forces me to have it myself, even in ways that kind of rubs me the wrong, the wrong way. This makes me think harder. There's so much that's left up to interpretation. Um, he also kind of makes it seems like he's going to be done or done for a minute, like he's walking away. Uh, the, the album is super heavy. It's just it's heavy with emotion. It's heavy with, like you said, truth and vulnerability. It's uh, heavy grooves and rhythms. How they, and they're just they're just moving along so dirty they're so grimy um but you don't lose anything from it everything adds a very unique and artistic quality to the richness of this project which is again a step up from the last thing he produced you know the last product last album he put out it just got better and more character and heavier and realer way more relatable i loved hearing kodak black on this i don't think i've ever really listened paid attention to Kodak Black and I love just the position, like the sound of his voice and what he's saying. Um, I love so much of what Kendrick is talking about, or at least the fact that he's just honest and is coming at himself, his own actions, uh, the actions of maybe a critic or a fan. Um, everything that he talks about, he's, he's not afraid and it's about centering himself. It's not about the music. It's not about what you think. Um, I love the fact that he talks about I'm not your savior because Donovan makes a really, really good point. We take songs that are moments and we make lifestyles out of them. Mm-hmm. And we try to live our lives. No matter what people say or about how they make us feel, we're trying to cope with things. Another thing he talked about, just a very full, jam-packed two-disc mm-hmm. album, two-whatever, double album. That doesn't right. even feel like a double album. It just feels like a really, really good dose of medicine. I love it. I love it, man. It's so unique. It's so heavy. It's yeah. <laughs> I can talk. Oh, yeah. It it was great. It was great. This was on um, probably the first album in a long time where actually when I was at Target, I saw it and I'm like, you know, I'm gonna pick this one up. You know, actually, I have the physical CD in the car, so okay. it was it was cool. Okay. It was cool. Really yeah. good. Um, I don't really have anything. Um, bad to say about it. Uh, yeah, even all of it, even down to oh, what was guys? Some of you guys' favorite songs. The whole darn the whole thing, man. I didn't even look for song names because I just like the songs. I like the worlds that these things are creating, and there were so mm-hmm. many abrupt 
abruptions, if that's a word, of this this piece is just this sole 30-second thing and it doesn't happen again. You think mm -hmm. it's about to be a new but it's not. Or you think it's, it is a new song, but it's still a part of the old song. It's not in between. It's not an interlude. It's not like something just fill up space. It's intentional. And the dude starts off the album saying, tell him the truth. I didn't pick that up until like the, the fifth time I listened to it. Yeah, I think that it's was... Like um... his voice. Yeah, that was Whitney, his um, his his lady, right? His wife, wife. Dude, Victoria so is, I thought Victoria is his wife. Oh well, um, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, Whitney, some was somebody I saw in some type of credits. I thought he was talking about Whitney Houston. Maybe I was tripping. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, I think it does. Um, it, that tell him your truth. Yeah, and then yeah. how does he even start? Um, what what is a bitch in a mini skirt? Um. Mm -hmm. A nigga surrounded with feelings, or something like that. Basically, just going to it's really more of the mindset of the person that's calling her the bitch, not necessarily her. And it's more speaking on you when you need to go look into yourself and figure out why you think and why you feel the way you feel. And that's literally like the first line of man, this is great. It's awesome. That's why I love it, man. I hope this frees some people. I hope it makes them think harder about making better decisions. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Um, Timbo, did you have any? I know it wasn't your, you know, your jam necessarily. <laughs> uh, did I did like Purple Hearts. Like? Yeah, I like Purple Hearts. I liked, um, let me see. Uh, I got to look at the track list. No, I get that. Uh, count Me Out. Silent Hill. I like that. And I think those were the main ones. Okay, so that me, I was, which like like Billy said, I kind of liked all of them, you know, because they all speak to, you know, a different kind of meaning in a different moment. But um, I really like, you know, N95, Father Time, I like Rich Spirit, uh, Count Me Out, like you said, Timbo, I love that one, uh, Savior, I like Mother I Sober, I like, I mean, mm -hmm. so, which I know that was like eight <laughs> yeah. songs, but... That joy is crazy. Is it? Is the song "Daddy Issues" called "Daddy Issues"? I just like the song, and I didn't look. <laughs> it's called Father Time, right? Father. Time. Okay, that's called Father Time. Okay, all right. Daddy Issues will be um Beyonce. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, man. Yeah, that joy. Oh man, that's awesome. Just, um, just really cool, really cool. Okay, so as we do. We like to switch it up. Last time around, when we chose music, it was something that we were anticipating, something we wanted to listen to. Hence, um, I was listening to Kendrick. This yes. time around, it's something that we would not normally gravitate to. Something that maybe we don't know about or, you know, maybe something we just don't want to listen to. Um, for me, it's not that. Because um, I have no idea who this young lady is, but the album I am bringing to the table is going to be Big Time by Angel Olsen. Okay. One more time. Say it one more time, please. Big Time by Angel Olsen. Angel Olsen. All right, Timbo, what you got? Okay, uh, this is it's going to be Miss Anthroposing by Grimes. By Grimes? Yeah. Or you said Grimes? G-R-I-M-E-Z? Yeah. I believe, it's, but it's G-R-I-M-E-S. But I think so. Yeah. 
Let's put a Z there. All right. Um, mine's going to be Diaspora. Problems. Okay. Diaspora. <laughs> D-I-A. S-P-O-R. Yeah, Diaspora. 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 Problems by Soul Glow. Interesting. By mm-hmm. Soul Glow? Hmm. Yep. Not just Soul Man. <laughs> Oh, I want to see what that'd be like just because that's their name. Um, okay, so with me um, winning, winning, quote-unquote, last week's um, album decision, I will be the first to take an album away. Um, yeah, would it be weird? Can I don't know. Can I take away my own album? Have we had that discussion before? Yeah, we, we had, had it. What, what was the decision? Yeah. No. But like no, because I, I really wanted to take mine away. Okay. And it just wasn't you couldn't do it. Cause it's like cheating. You can just yes. pick any album and then take it away. I feel that. That's true. That's true. Because uh, I'm I'm honestly a little more interested in just the weirdness of these other ones. You know, I never heard of Soul Glow and Miss Anthroposy is or it's it's an interesting title. Um, you know, I, I'm gonna take that one away though. I'm gonna take the misanthropy by the Grimes away. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, I'm sorry, Tim. That's fine. So it'll, it'll be up to you to decide if we are listening to <laughs> Big Time by Miss Angel Olsen We're not. or okay. We're not. <laughs> <laughs> We're not. I'm sorry. <laughs> Right, well, just I, wanted to just hey, this, <laughs> save you the trouble. Like, no, that's not. <laughs> hey, ain't nothing wrong with that. Right, so we are. How do you pronounce that one again, Timbo? Yeah. Uh, oh, diaspora. Di- yeah. Diaspora. Yeah. By Soul Glow is what we're going to be listening to. So. Diaspora is a, a groups of people set across different uh, nations, basically. How we are as black people and Africans, <laughs> we're oh, diaspora oh. because we're in the Caribbean and we're here in the U.S. and then we're in that. So yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Mm-hmm. This album about to be super deep. Interesting. Yeah, it's a diaspora problem. So it's like, wow, that's yeah. All right. Uh, right. We, we gonna have that back to back thinkers. Huh? Right. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. All, All right. right. Well, cool. cool. All right. We're moving along. We're going into our reading for this time around. We are in chapter eight of our book, White Fragility by Miss Robin D'Angelo. Uh, the title of chapter eight is, does anybody have their book right in front of them? Um, yeah. White Fragility, the result. I'm sorry, the result. Uh, White Fragility. Yeah, the, the result. White Fragility. Because so. she's getting down to the brass tacks now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, that's um essentially what we have here, right? It's um to me, it seemed to be kind of a culmination of just everything that we've been reading up until now. You know, we can sure. see the fragility in that beginning character, Karen, you know, who speaks over her coworkers. You know, we can see it developing in the children as they develop, you know, the white children into this cycle that has them experience the advantages as normal without really providing historical context and really what their part is in it. 
you know, we see it in um, just, um, what do I have here? We see how, you know, some whites would just would rather just protect the whole just perceived normal, their perceived moral reputations rather than recognize what could be an issue within themselves and change the system, you know, and how mm -hmm. they would rather hide and become defensive when challenged. And to even call that challenge a traumatic experience, you know, right. somebody just <laughs> talking to you about about it. And that's traumatic. You know, it's she just wild. The author made it very clear. It's like, it's no violence, nowhere. Like there was no, no hands thrown, but, no nothing. But you're saying that this person got violent with me, or you're using language that uh, implies that this person is trying to get violent with me. Exactly. And, you know, and then she goes on to speak about how that goes on to just the further rhetoric of how you use those terms against black people to kind of make it make us seem violent. You know, it's just it was just very interesting just kind of mm -hmm. seeing what did you guys think about it? Um, I don't know who wants to just jump in right there. Um, but the same thing, the same thing that trauma yeah. stuff, you feel that way after a workshop. So workshop right. specifically designed for diversity. Oh, look, and you feel that, that way? That's look, it was going to make her have a heart attack, bro. Right. That was the crazy part. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's what, but that's what these people were implying. Like, you y'all were going to put this woman into a tizzy. It's just yeah. like, uh, from what I read, oh, she look, said something that was pretty insensitive, which is why people got upset. Mm -hmm. But even just oh, the question in her is just too much, right? Like, that's just the crazy part. Just the, like, it's crazy. And then I'm it sorry, becomes redundant because it's like y'all are at a diversity thing, but you still make a comments that still setting people off, but you're making it seem like you're the victim. So right. where's the diversity? Exactly. You know, and then as we see, you know, she goes on to speak. That's just a tactic, right? Because if I can, you know, change everything and make it seem more about me and we're talking about me and I need the resources and I need the attention now, then we're not talking about the racism. We're not right. talking about mm -hmm. everything else, you know, that diversionary tactic. And I never even thought about it like that. But yeah, I guess and that's exactly that, what it is. They talked about in the previous chapter about habitus. That's your habitus. Mm -hmm. And if your habitus is, is indoctrinated, that's a word, in you by the time you're a kid, and it's never challenged until you have to go to a workshop, people start having heart attacks. <laughs> it's a really tough, right. real issue. Every time that y'all say that out loud, because it's just like, what? Yeah, I mean, that's how crazy attack. it is, but it's... It's, it's crazy, but it's, it's the truth. It's really happening out there. Just the the thought of that you could have said something problematic sends you into a right like banish that a, a tizzy, right? So it's, it's wild. Is, is it just like saying something problematic or saying something is racist? Like you're trying so hard not to be racist that but you. Give yourself a heart attack because you can be. You know you. You know you're not perfect. You know you got you a few problems somewhere. Mm -hmm. But specifically concerning race, no, and this never. Where you're challenged with this. No, you you're absolutely right. It's it's not problematic. That I shouldn't have used the word problematic. That was me using a word to almost save. You know, because it's an acceptable word, right? It's more acceptable to be called problematic than to be called racist, right? So me as a black person mm -hmm. using the word problematic uh, is almost to spare their feelings 
as opposed to just calling out what it is. I should have said racist because I do think that in the book that the term was racist. I said problematic because as I'm thinking about it, I think that I may be trying to spare the feelings, you know, um, mm-hmm. on a subconscious level. Interesting. It's interesting. You say that, though, because she talks about the bullying at the end and how that just further reinforces uh, that, that space that kind of facilitates to, uh, 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 that, that makes us, I guess, that is the cause of that. Mm-hmm. The reason why maybe subconsciously we want to not say this word because it's such mm-hmm. a massive Exactly. Beyond the point of you really understanding, I'm just like, no, nah, I just want to be a nice person. Are you really being a nice person or are you just been bullied so long? Exactly. You change, you don't even know who mm-hmm. you are. I don't even know. I mean, the bully doesn't feel like the right word, but I guess there's context of the bullying right so right. uh it, it's mind-blowing man and she keeps she's saying the same stuff she's been saying since the beginning of the book and bringing it right back up into present time or it's like how this stuff is functioning it's amazing you know this is <laughs> very interesting i'm just kind of seeing all of it come together um, you know, so she essentially spends the first, you know, seven chapters kind of just laying out different, um, you know, issues and different patterns that we have. And then we have just the culmination of it all, which is this, this white fragility that we have mm-hmm. here and it, the causes and the cycle and what it is. So it's interesting. So now the next chapter is what is chapter nine titled? White fragility in action. Okay, so so now we explained it all. Here it is, and now we're gonna see it in action. So, that's... <laughs> <laughs> up there shaking his head like. <laughs> he said, "He said we talked about it. <laughs> Here it is. You act for it, like <laughs> right." And now we in action. Now, now it's time to see it in action. Child. <laughs> oh, okay. That's great. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so, I can't but, um, but yeah, yeah. Yes, for sure. So, um, <laughs> any any closing thoughts on chapter eight in particular? None in particular, no. Okay. Well, I was gonna say I was thinking, I'm like, she is an anomaly. This lady, just her hyper awareness. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think anybody else is going to get that deep. Not not one of them. No, I mean, honestly, she goes into it deeper than I would even really care to think about it. I think that I would get frustrated and throw my hands up before I could come to the conclusions that she's able to come to. Mm-hmm. Um, she so. is really patient because she just talks about how she works with these people and she deals with this and she's you know just mm-hmm. all the examples that she gives it's just like yeah you have to be incredibly patient because these people are being ignorant exactly like mm-hmm. we were talking about the habitus right can you imagine if that was your habitus your, your day in and day out work life is you going and having you know dealing with fragile you know white people <laughs> people yeah mm-hmm. people yeah mm-hmm. You know, diversity training, that's, that's got to be a hard one. That's a that's a job that you don't think is a difficult one until you right. think about it. That should be on dirty jobs. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
It is. I mean, it's a dirty job. <laughs> Somebody's got to do it. Say <laughs> <Like>, no. <laughs> We're not crazy, y'all. It's just um. We're funny tonight. <laughs> um, I did have one last thing um that I did okay. highlight from the chapter that she said um. White equilibrium is a cocoon of racial comfort, sensuality, superiority, entitlement, racial apathy, and obliviousness, all rooted in the identity of being good people free of racism. I just thought that that in itself was like just wild, just a wild thing, because that's exactly kind of what it seems to be. Um, I'll say this. Something that you mentioned earlier when we talked about the, the um, uh, using the, the, the violence, the, the self-defense, how they use those that language, and it mechanism. Up, and they, uh, can, uh, like I said, use a mechanism of self-defense. She writes that the claims blame others with less social power uh, for their discomfort and falsely describe that discomfort as dangerous by positioning themselves as the victim of the uh, anti-racist. They cannot be beneficiaries of whiteness, which I think really as well with the last thing that you said. Those are the things that further insulate, reinforce, and grow um, the roots of this system. Mm-hmm. Just kind of boxes itself in and it's like, yeah, we're not this because we're that. We're not racist. We're good. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. I mean, it's weird because if you could just, you know, instead of just doing that, if you can just, like she kind of closed out the chapter with, mm-hmm. if you could just listen to the people, it would be, like my man said, revolutionary. You know, just the thought of listening. It would be revolutionary if we could receive, reflect, and work to change the behavior. Just that in itself. He sighed and then said that. The book said. (laughs) Exactly. Right. Right. And isn't that how relationships that you care about, though? Mm Mm-hmm do so this is not when she talks about when she says that to those type of people and their response it's not brand new it's not rocket science you already implement this in your other relationships why do you think that this is any different exactly in your face that's true that's true all right well chapter nine white fragility in action will be our next read so we will see yes all right, moving on. We are in our topic this week. We are talking about how we define success. That's an interesting one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you guys thinking? Oh, well, you know, here, I'll start. Um, success. You know, when I, I guess what comes to me first and just thinking about success is and how it's defined will be the internal versus external, right? So I think that you have your internal barometer of success. Then you have what other people, the external, um, you know, what people deem successful. And I think that they can be completely different. And I think that they should be different in, um, in a lot of aspects. You know, I think that mm-hmm. me personally, I strive for the internal success where I can just be happy um, within who I am as a person. Um, as opposed to looking at where others may deem me or where I am compared to 
other people, you know, of, you know, a similar age range or, you know, demographic. No, I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, I agree. I think with the, with the separation, um, success, I guess, is a, a bunch of goals for me. Some of them are internal, some of them are financial, some of them are spiritual, some of them are mental, some of them are physical. Um, and it's something that I already know. I'll be switching things out because I'll achieve things and my needs will be different. Mm-hmm. So um, for me, my financial goal, success is the first one is at least $150,000 a year. But financial security isn't necessarily success to me. But being able to achieve financial security when I want to is a, is like a goal of success for me. Mm-hmm. Being able to, even if they would, no matter what's taken away from you, can you start again and still be okay? Do you do you know how the system works? How money flows? How products flow? How, do you know how to go out and talk to people and change your life? I think that's really cool. Whether you make the money or not, it's the skill sets uh, for me. So a lot of a lot of skill sets or reaching not mastery just being better in a lot of things is what defines success for me mm-hmm. a lot of times i want to be a nice person i want to love harder everything takes more effort i want to be cleaner as a drummer you know things like that i don't have to be faster than the next person um and it really is a tough thing to not compare yourself especially when you're trying to get ahead in so many different fields, searching for an identity, possibly searching for security, possibly searching for your future, possibly. Um, it's extremely difficult and success gets skewed because you really can be happy with less than what you might be aiming for. Doesn't mean that you, should, uh, you shouldn't aim high, but sometimes you put too much stress on yourself because of what success is supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. It's a very interesting Yeah. That is interesting. Um, <clears throat> and even just thinking about just kind of the way that you were just kind of saying, it almost seems as if you're, I don't want to say, I wrote down moving a bar, but it's not really moving a bar. It's more, you know, like you said, as you achieve one thing, you, you know, you put other things on the board. And, um, you know, I'm similar in like, that way. But in thinking about it, it's like, well, do you ever really reach the point of success if you're constantly chasing and i guess i would rather be constantly chasing i would rather always be climbing always trying to get better but you know just as you were speaking about it i just kind of had that thought you know if you're constantly you know moving the bar can you ever reach the bar yes i think i think you can this happened to me twice the most recent one was when i played with my friends the bills Mm-hmm. The moment is the the success. You reach it and then you move on to something else. I don't, I don't think you ever, you ever. I don't think you're ever like really satisfied. When do you stop? Especially if you may find that you're naturally a builder. Like TDJ talks, he's like, "No, I'm a, I'm a builder. I just like to do things. I like to build. I can't stop. I just can't stop. I give me something else. Once this is done, I need something else." Mm-hmm. This is some people going. Um, but at playing Cliff Bills, I played with Donovan. Donovan did a song that I produced for him. And somebody came up after the song was like, yo, I need that record. I need to know when it's out. It was just so cool. That's a form of success for me. I don't see a dime from none of that. I really don't. It may not even be any type of sustained attention for a fan. But that moment 
was a uh, was a moment of success for me. The fact that I was just playing at a show and watching my friend perform music that I care about, perform music that he cares about, and knowing that I invested myself in that, he invested in that. And that also made an investment into other people. And I'm playing it with him. We share this stage. Right. That's so cool. That is, that's a lot of success for me. With my other friends like playing their instruments and they sweet. They're all cold man. and confident. That's where the bar gets raised. So now I'm seeing how everybody else is moving and how everybody else already thinks of themselves. I'm feeling success in this moment, but I, I can see the distance, like the real distance I have to travel. Sometimes it seems like I'm just not there yet, but I don't know how far out the next bar is. But I see it's like it's pretty close. I mean, and even just understanding that I know what to do next, mm-hmm. however long it takes me, is another moment of success because I figured it out. It's like when you learn a new instrument or like playing drums, a lot of it's not necessarily mental, it's repetition. You don't have to think harder to get it. You just have to repeat it enough. You have the step. The only thing you need to do is do the step and you have what you want and you no longer have that weakness as a problem anymore. That's a moment of success, knowing what to do uh, as you reach for another bar. That whole system of changing your lifestyle and going after something is a moment of success. Realizing so much about yourself and realizing your potential, being able to accept you where you are and appreciate where you are is also another phenomenal moment of success. I don't mean it in a cliche way. If you can do it with a healthy mind, you can really take an appropriate inventory where you are, what you do, what you're not, what you can't do, and grab a hold of what you can do, what you will do, and what you want to do, and go after it and make it happen. That is a phenomenal moment of success. It gives you power. It gives you vision, direction, and clarity. It gives you another focus. Like it livens ambition. That is a phenomenal moment of success. Those are all intangible. I don't see a dime from that. I may never even reach my potential. Like I could be working on my skill set, developing this little pocket of a, of a skill set for the next three years. Who knows? But the fact that I do know what my next step is and I can keep going, I can live it and I can feel it. I can feel the growth. I can feel my mental muscles like going ham. Phenomenal mm-hmm. moment of success for me, bro. I love it. Hopefully right. those get and have like bigger results, you know, bigger changes and bigger impacts for sure outside of the intangible world oh definitely you know i think that was really cool what i took most from what you were saying and um is and i agree with a lot of that is um you have the kernels of success too right so we have our overall goal right so you have your 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 Mm -hmm. goal you have you know but every goal it takes a journey you know it takes a road so on that road you know you have things that you do you know, that you can do, that you can be happy about, that you can, you know, revel in those successes Why, as you chase that goal. You know, I think that those are the things that kind of keep you driven, keep you going. And, you know, so I just, I like that. You know, I wrote the kernels of success, you know, just the little ones. It's not the overall success, but the little, the little nuggets. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just really cool because those are the moments that keep you going. Those are the moments that keep you driving towards that overall goal. And that's where you get the growth, as you were saying, Billy. You know, that's where you can look back and you can, you know, like you said, kind of look at where you are and smile and 
understand that, okay, I still have somewhere to go. I still have more to do. Um, but now I know these steps. And because I've gotten here, I'm in a place that I wasn't yesterday. And I'm happy about that, you know, and I can move on from there. And that's awesome. So, um, Timbo, yeah. what do you think? What's, what's on? What's yeah, on your mind no, I mean, y'all gave me plenty to think about. Like, I was like, wow, I should have really uh, digested that some more. But I got some t- time to do that while y'all were talking. Um, it's I feel a lot like you, uh, Ray, about just, it's, it's a double-sided coin. It's just like, because when I, the question itself just posed, it's like, well, what is the world or outwardly, what do we think success is? Mm-hmm. And then what is really success? Or what does the person individually feel like success is? Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> for me, it's doing what I love. That would be success for me it's just and uh reaching my fullest potential as a person and an artist as who i was created to be you know that's right. what i want to do i don't want to fall any short of that i want to be exactly what i was sent here to do right. so yeah that would be success to me <laughs> yeah, yeah. but it's just all of what you said too is the appreciating where you are i always you know go through different things in my creative process I learned that you just have to appreciate where you are and just don't get so caught up in the mistakes. That's a part of success too, the, the mistakes. Yeah, Sometimes yeah. you don't know what the right thing is to to do until you've done the, right, the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, true that. True that, man. So, no, what I'm taking from our conversation is that success comes in many forms and looks a lot of different ways. <laughs> it does. Sure, man. Super dope. It's a great point. That's a microcosm of life, man. I'm telling you. Well, now Mm -hmm. as we move on to the big old sombrero. De preguntas. (laughs) What questions that? What we got? What we got? Let's see. Okay. How much would your life change if the internet went down indefinitely? I still make it. <clears throat> I mean, I would make but, it, yeah, but yeah, dude, like, my music collection would shrink. Mine would be that almost non-existent. Geez. I would have like twenty <laughs> albums. Yeah, like what would I? That's CDs. true. I would have to listen to the radio, radio, and I ain't done that. Of my own volition, no I don't do that. <laughs> no internet, no Netflix, no yeah, all TV. Just about. I have to spend like six hundred dollars on Pro Tools to get like a, a inbox and the whole thing because I have a subscription now. So just to be able to do what I like to do, I have to go spend like almost a thousand dollars. Right. Not a, uh, one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. Even just to maintain. Yeah. Like, like you're saying. Jeez, do you know what I mean? Like, I got like a lot of plugins, but a lot of those plugins are modeled after our hardware units, which are expensive. I would really have to pay somebody to make this sound or want it to sound because I wouldn't have any of the digital, the digital models of anything I used to shape sounds. Mm-hmm. That's tough, bro. Like all of it. You know, like... I can't learn things on the fly. <laughs> you said on no the fly? Nope. Yeah. That would be wild. <laughs> on the fly or on the sly? It's like, <laughs> 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 that 
all of it. Even just general entertainment, um, like video games. Most of my video games are digital just because it's easier just to have them digital. But yeah, I wouldn't yeah. be able to have access to any of them, you know? But like I said, I would have to listen to the radio radio. Like, I would right? really... Yeah. Like, my, have- my cable comes from internet right now. So I will be back to, what, 2, 4, and 7, you know, pull out the rabbit okay. ears. Right. Got to get that digital signal. And the foil. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I don't. Yeah. I wouldn't know how to update it on Lions moves. Yeah, well, I mean, well, it, how would you play fantasy football, right? We have to go back to old school fantasy football, wait for the newspaper. What? Yeah, they used to have what? to wait till like the newspaper came out with the stats, and then oh. you have to go and count the stats and do it by hand. I'm not sure if I'm like that diehard in this system. I know I'm not. <laughs> Can you imagine being a commissioner in that um, scenario? Like, that's it's too I much would, work. I would not. You got people double counting. I should have, you know, this many points instead of this many points. Oh, man. No. Jeez. All of it. Like, now that I think about it, like, how did you do things before the internet? Like, how did you buy a plane ticket before the internet? Like, which I know is crazy, but before the internet, I was too young to worry about buying plane tickets. Like, so I never thought, I guess you got to call the airline, right? You call the airline? How do you compare prices? You got to call, like, five different Yeah, yeah, you have to call each individual airline. Wow. How do you get the number for the airline? The white pages. The what? It's more than yellow pages? What are the white pages? Yeah, well, no. You would go to the yellow pages. The white pages, I think, okay. were um, individuals, right? So if I wanted to call Billy Famous, i get the white pages and look up Famous, Billy, okay, that's his number, and then I'll call you. If I want to look up the business, then I go to the yellow pages. My number was in a book. Anybody could just look my number up and call me. I really think so. That's how yeah. they used to go? That's how we used to go. Hmm. I wouldn't do too well. I would make it, but I wouldn't do too well. It wouldn't be... See, some stuff would be I, I probably fun, though. Force you to kind of get outside a little find... more and do some stuff. Exactly. You have to find a new way to live. And because right. we don't have to find a to live, we don't know what other great adventures are out there for us. I will be the man at fishing, right? Right. <laughs> would, and I think we would have a better quality, quality time. Right. I think so. we would. I think so. Uh, mm. Maybe we should try it. Nah. I don't know. Maybe I'm not putting my phone in there. I don't like that. You can't go put my phone in phone jail. I could just leave it in my pocket, but you can't. Don't. I don't like that. That's a problem, isn't it? I, it's never been done to me. But you just but the thought not, of it. I don't like it. So I feel like if I need it, I got to come to you to get what I need. If it's a problem, like get my phone out of jail. I need my phone. I can, I know how to not use it, but don't just lock my phone up to where I can't get to. It. I, I don't that. like it. lock what's mine up to where I cannot get to it. So what about like comedy shows, right? Like, um, like I know Chappelle does it, right? You go to Chappelle, and they take your phone, and don't they like lock it up or take it from you in some capacity? Have you ever done that? Probably. If they can, 
Hey, catcher, yeah. They don't just automatically come in and say, hey, give me your phone. No, I think they do, it. though. I think that there are... It's some of them that do. Some of them Beyonce that do. They doing something, yeah. take your it's phone like, yeah. before No, your phone... <laughs> you you won't even bring your phone exactly. into the building. For our boss and kids, that hasn't happened to me. I've been in places where they, if they catch you with your phone out, they come to you. You might get one warning. Oh, I need that. Oh, mm-hmm. Man, let me get that. But I think no, most I'm not places, out. but I have heard of proactively, we couldn't even have our phones in there. No, I don't like that. I'm not I going- think Rihanna and uh, Rocky's baby shower was like that. They had to, You had to give your phone at the door. Ah, that's interesting. That's I, different. I get that, though. That's, I get that's, that. I mean, I crazy. Be They're close to- enough. You trust them to come to your baby shower, but you don't trust them to not take pictures. Because, I, mean, I mean, it makes sense when you Rihanna and ASAP Rocky. Everybody that's at your baby shower, you probably don't want at your baby shower. But it might be some people you really can't say no to. That's fact. For whatever reason, I don't know. But yeah, yeah. you got people that you got to invite to everything. That's true. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Any last statements? I'm good over here. Right. No, I ain't got nothing, man. Peace and love. Everybody be be easy. Cool. Treat your, well, treat your neighbors and partners with a little bit of grace, you know? A lot yes. of bit of grace. Yeah. I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, if you got any new questions, send them to us. <laughs> send us your answers to this question. Timbo, where can they reach us? Blacktopasylum at gmail.com. <laughs> right. where can they listen to us? And you can listen to us anywhere that you can find a podcast. You can watch us on YouTube. Um, yeah, man, we everywhere. We out here. If you're we still listening, we appreciate you. Thank you. Um, share us. Yes. Uh, if you like the show, let us know. If you hate, the if show. you don't like the show, let us know. Exactly. Uh, until next time, the trap is not closed. Peace. <laughs>